welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of having scaffolding put up outside your lounge window so that every time you're in the lounge, there's a workman looking in at you. And he's leering. And I know you, mate. You're always in there naked. Uh, exactly. I'm like, that. oh, look at this. <laughs> Do you need a tool? <laughs> Will this tighten the wrench that you need? This bad fucking hell. Already knobbed that one up. Right. Well, hey, knobbed it up. Right. You've, you've... <laughs> you asked not for it. Not, <laughs> of, not only have we, have we started with an excellent pun, with an excellent penis pun, you've, you've raised an interesting point in my, in my mind. Did I raise it? Quite nice and erect in your mind now. Yeah, I can keep doing this all day. Promptly and stiffly. <laughs> uh, this got weird instantly. It's got so we were, weird. We were having we were having a good fifteen One minutes of poli- minute. politi- a political chat just before we started we recording, and then it's just got into this. Right, go on. No, but I've had point? a thought. I've had a thought. You're totally allowed, as homeowner or renter or whatever, to sit around wherever you want in whatever yeah. state of clothing you want. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. But if there's workmen outside your house and you don't have blinds, yeah. is that indecent exposure? Uh, well, I don't really know actually. If I'm honest, um, it's just an interesting but, thought I had. But I t- but I t- but I tell you what, it goes both ways because he has some baggy shorts on, and that it ladder does. goes goes quite tall up the roof. I'll tell you that for free, yeah. John. If you're listening, you know what I mean. Put on a nice pair of briefs. That's oh, all I'm talking about. That that raises another question. Why are they always white? What do you mean? Why are they always white? Oh, the underwear. Workman, like workmen's underwear are always white. They are comically white. Comically I white, I, so that they get deliberately discolored. Yes, with, well, the, with the sweat and the shite stains. And I was going to say. I was going to say. It's because like, a why mark, do you do it? <laughs> a skid mark doth not stand out nearly as well in navy blue Calvin. That is the don't. reason. They don't. And we've all we've all got that. I mean, like, okay, well, let's get really into it. We've all got that one pair of white underwear that we use, and we don't use it as much as we can because they've discolored over the years. They are. Haven't they are. They? Ugh. They we are. are, and it's because we are the disgusting human race. We are. Yeah. Speaking of races, oh, I know, I know. What a segue! A little segue. What We're a segue! Nearly at the finish line. Uh, so we are recording this the Saturday, uh, GMT morning. Uh, on I should have said the date. It's the seventh, yeah. isn't it? The it's 7th. the seventh. Seventh so of November. Recording on the seventh. This will obviously drop on the Monday. But as is, wow, this is a really interesting time. Alex, what's going on at the moment? Well, it's the presidential election. That's it. It's the president presidential election of the United States of America. And I swear down, I thought that nothing could beat as far as political intrigue is concerned. The 2016 election. Yeah. I didn't think anything could beat it. Mm-hmm. But this has blown it out of the water. Yeah. Like, this, this, really, like, it's, really, in a big way. It's the sequel we never thought we we knew that we wanted. Yeah. Well, my now si- that we have it. <laughs> my sister said it, uh, summed up perfectly. I was on the phone to her last night, and she said, it's like, it's like the whole world watching a real-life Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah. do you know the do you know the best thing about it? It's that it's that it's happening for for Donald Trump. It's a car crash in slow motion, and 
he's fumbling trying to put his seatbelt on, but the collision's already struck. So it's like there's the, you know there's, he's the one no, crashing the car. He's the one crashing the car. Do you know? And and so we were so yesterday, my colleagues and I on our WhatsApp group, we were all chatting about it. And I remember yesterday morning on the call. So this time yesterday, he so a couple of oh so it was Thursday night, Wisconsin, Michigan, and it was like yeah yeah they're coming to him, they're coming to him, and it was happening, and you could see it happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then because the at the moment, at the moment, the only official flipped state is Michigan. Yes. Wisconsin as well. Wisconsin's oh, that a actually, flipped one. That actually called no. Wisconsin yeah. wasn't flipped. I don't think. Yeah, it's a flipped one. I think it is a flipped. Pretty sure. We could check it. <laughs> Again, this is your center for fact fact checked content. <laughs> no scholar scholars will write about the twenty twenty election based off this episode. <laughs> There's the map of the USA in all yeah. in red and blue on the BBC News website, which, by the way, I've never refreshed that app so often. No, in, I think everyone in has for so in in three or four days in my entire life, uh-huh. and and it's got blue and red, and then if it's stripy, it means it's flipped, mm. and the only state on that map is Michigan. The the light blue ones are the ones that aren't called yet. So I'm talking so I'm talking Oh no wait. No, Wisconsin is flipped. <laughs> I was like, so I'm just looking I'm looking at it now as well. I'm like, oh I just remembered that wrong. That's just a flat out. <laughs> to be to be fair, you nearly had me doubting myself actually, Yeah, that, I was that's like, impressive because you don't really doubt yourself that much. <laughs> anyway, so we were watching it yesterday morning and it was clear that Pennsylvania was going to go the same way. You know, as the more votes were coming in, more votes coming in. I didn't and know about Pennsylvania. About oh, 20, was... 24 hours ago, I didn't know about... I know that nationally, because this is the whole point about the about about the trend, this is what's happening, is because typically the Democratic voters nationally have been the ones that have been that have taken COVID much more seriously and mm. uh, and done postal votes, exactly. which means that the votes arrived later, which means they're yep. the latest to be counted. Yep. That's that that is the reason, and that and that's across the board nationally, and that's the reason why he's even getting a getting a lead in Georgia as well. So he's going to we'll just flip get, Georgia. So there's two points you made there: is the is the the postal votes. I read somewhere that was a statistic that it was just mail-in votes to come. There was about a million mail-in votes to go for uh, Michigan. I think it was Michigan, and they re- they 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 reckon that eighty percent of those mail-in votes were going to go straight to Biden. Eighty yeah. percent. That's that, I mean, like that's mental as a, as a as a high margin for that. Yeah. And as you said yesterday morning, I was cycling into work and we were chat, we were chatting about it on my group chat, uh, my work chat, and and I and I looked at the numbers and I went, hang on a minute, there's they were saying the only county that's left to count in Georgia is Clayton County. Now yeah. Clayton County has three thousand five hundred votes to go, and uh, Biden is trailing by six hundred votes. So based on the percentages. He's probably going to overtake Georgia, and lo and behold, a couple of hours later, he did. Yeah. Now, except now that except that Georgia's going to do a recount. Recount, of course, yeah, because it came in point zero five percent, which is nuts. Like yeah. I, I'm, the big headline I saw on that is that he's on, he's ahead only by like a smaller population than like a large high school. Yeah, and yeah. that's nutty. So he's ahead. So he's ahead by one thousand four hundred votes. Yeah. Now, when they do a recount. 
often they, and they've done quite a lot of recounts in in the past because this isn't the first time this has happened yeah. but they 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 usually only find a difference of about 100 votes yeah in a recount which is crazy yeah. as well i mean think of the accuracy of that that you're no, going that off is. Of the millions it is, of votes it is quite like commendable and uh-huh. it, it does also as as laughable as sometimes we find the american political system because i think as interesting as this is there's there's no doubt that something needs to change Mm. in how that country is like structured yeah because it it, it just can't it can't continue with this you know just bipartisan headbutting yeah and it's only getting it's only getting worse one of the videos that has been circulating recently that popped up on my kind of newsfeed yesterday was john mccain's um oh yeah when john he was McCain's trying to get speech. rid of the trying to get rid of the electoral college no 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 the um when he when he uh oh, lost conceded, to, when he when, conceded. when he conceded the yes. election to obama yeah and very he, very honest i mean very great raging man. republican obviously but what mm-hmm. a class guy yeah, yeah. like I, I, I honestly as a as you know as a man as a as a politician as an idealist you know even if i don't agree with many or any of his ideals you Mm. have to respect the guy and he's Mm. a classy classy individual and Mm. he made such an impassioned speech about why barack obama winning was a victory for the whole country and not just for the democrats it was really it was really really moving and i do believe that at least for the start of obama's presidency they had that was that was the last time yeah that the whole of the united states were as unified as they could yeah, as I they could have so. been and i think from there it was well, it, it kind of <laughs> went a bit downhill you compare now the the demonization and the us versus them of the trump presidency yeah, and exactly. the current america is terrifying yeah. it can't continue well, just before just before you go on, because McCain is a good a good point there. I think a, a little a little quick plug. I mean, he's a smart bloke, McCain. Actually, oh, yeah. you know, raging raging Republic, very smart bloke. His actual senior defense advisor, Christian Bros, wrote a book just this year, which I read. It was probably one of the best books I've ever I've ever read. If any of you are U.S. defense nuts listening, read the book The Kill Chain. Really interesting insight into the mind of John McCain. And oh, you told me of, about that book. Yeah, before. really really interesting book. Totally unrelated to music and movies, but it's it's re- really enjoyed that. Book actually, um, but yeah, and as you and as you quite rightly said, what do we have now? We've got. I mean, I mean, you've also we're talking about videos that are circulating. You've got to have seen the circulating video of Donald Trump with the toddlers playing with his ball and Pence coming in and going, "Come on, sir, we've got to." <laughs> That's leave. not go, real, though. That... I don't want to go. But it is literally what's happening. He is petulant. He's a petulant child yeah. who doesn't know. He, do you know the thing? He's never lost before, and it is wonderful to watch him lose. I love watching him lose because it gives you hope. And and, it, and it's, it's going it's, it's going the, slowly at the moment. So we're we're all salivating and encircling the drain. Oh, but it's, it's but the it's, problem it's, it's like is a, it's a bully losing. It's the it's a bully in the movie getting his comeuppance. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, we we grew up watching this. That is, you're watching a bully get his comeuppance and the 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 most intriguing tweet i ever read um this last couple of weeks was was how actually when it is all said and done um he will have to leave the the white house whether he leaves by his own will or someone else's and the the idea the thought of watching him 
being forcefully removed from forcibly the White House. Forcibly removed, yeah. It it literally it, it's the stuff that dreams are made. I mean, that would just be But here's the, the terrifying thing though. Here's the terrifying thing. Number one, he he is already causing a constitutional crisis by suing all these states for for recounts and stopping mm-hmm. vote counting and yeah. things like that. That number one is terrifying. Yeah, number Rudy, two, Rudy Giuliani's going to sort that one out. Yeah. Make sure once he's tucked his shirt, and of course, yeah. And I'm sure that that will be resolved. Like it'll be a bit of drama, and then it'll be resolved, and then you know we'll have President Joe Biden and happy days. However, in four years' time, yeah, as a as a one term president, he is able to run again. Yeah, and if you think that he's not going to return with even more divisive and inflammatory rhetoric that will fire up the masses, then you're, li- then you're living well, in dreamland. Be, I, I think it'll be Ivanka. I think it'll be Ivanka running in four years. You're I think it'll be No, I think it'll be Ivanka. I mean, I, I genuinely think, you know, I, look, we're not a political podcast, but we seem to be quite political at the moment. I genuinely... Well, it's because it's bloody my, interesting. It's, it's we, bloody can't, interesting. we can't not talk about it. If, if, my, if, if, if what I think is true, then I think there's a very good chance that Biden will step aside in a couple of years on his 80th birthday and lead the way for Kamala Harris to be the, the first um, oh, female you think, Oh, you think president. he'll actually... I think he might step aside in a couple of years. I think that would. I think that's the sort of thing that he would do. Uh, and Kamala Harris would be the first female president and i believe it will be kamala harris ivanka trump 2024 jeez yeah i i I, i've i read it somewhere and i was like oh that's that's not out with the uh that's not it's not out out of the realms of possibility possibility. but i i i sincerely hope that that there's serious political overhauls in the structure of of the united states which, you know, might be wishful thinking because, my God, if you try and change anything that goes against that bloody Bill of Independence, yeah, Christ. I know, I know, goodness, <laughs> I know. They do love that thing, If only <laughs> Nicolas Cage would actually steal it for real. I know, right? I know, right? Well, Which, since, we, since we've segued into Hollywood, I want another National Treasure movie. God help, yeah. I, I, I genuinely love those movies. I think they're so good. <laughs> There's so much fun that yeah. those and Sahara with Michael uh, with uh, Matthew McConaughey. I uh-huh. love that and movie. Scorpion King. Any of these? Any of those ones? Any of that era? Any it's not that era. era. Yeah, it is Scorpion no, King's around about that era. Nah, Scorpion Scorpion King is very early noughties. Yeah, but when and was National Treasure? National Treasure, kind of mid not like mid to late noughties. It's closer like like oh eight oh nine kind of time. I think. Oh. Why am I looking this up? 2002. I know you're right. I know you're right. National. Tre- Hang on a minute. National Treasure is 2004. Oh. And me, Scorpion then. King was 2002. Oh, well, maybe I think it just looks older because the CGI is atrocious. If, Sah- if, Sahara, <laughs> if Sahara is 2003. It's 2005. Oh. 2005. 2005. I was almost saved. Well, that brings me on to the next point that I was going to make, which is that we are a music and movies podcast. Apparently. And each week we will bring to you 
one of our most favourite musical movies that we have ever seen, regardless of how auto-tuned it is, we love it because it's raw and it's authentic and it's goddamn purposeful. And whenever you're in a rut, you just sing your way out of it. My God, you just sing your way out of it. Now, I, this is no surprise. This was a this was a cold and hard request over the email. And you can do that. You can email us your request. You can. People have. Pod, motionspod at gmail.com. This one's coming. And I... I want to talk a little bit about this movie from an outset, like me coming to this movie, because we... we For the love of God, say the name of the movie. We're not going to say it. We're not going to say this movie. What's it called, by the way? Pitch Perfect. That's Pitch Perfect, of course. The thing with Pitch Perfect is that it was one of these... It was The Pitch Perfect was like a... For me, it was like a fly in the car. It was like Glee. You, you're aware well, it's there the whole almost journey. Almost exactly like Glee. <laughs> you're, you're, you're aware that the fly is flying around your car as you're traveling, but you're not really going to do anything about it until you realize that it wasn't a fly, it was actually a wasp. And that's the equivalent of someone writing into the email to the show. Someone I just not, went, I don't yeah. understand that reference at all. <laughs> so I could have went my whole life without watching this movie. Yeah. Until someone drew my attention to it. Oh yeah, and, and you I went this far it. without watching it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make. And until someone went, that's actually a wasp, not a fly. And then I shit myself and had to do something about it. Yeah. I would have done nothing. Yeah. I would have done nothing. And so, the danger would have been there. I could have been stuck. So the big so the big big question is because if you look back at our, uh, you know, if you look at our back catalogue of episodes, mm. you, you'll you'll realize quite quickly that this is not necessarily the movie, uh, or a movie that we would have chosen to done off our own backs. Uh, nope, chosen to done. Was chosen, the right to one. done. <laughs> chosen my, to done. We're we're also recording early in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't woken up yet. Got my got my coffee. That is a nice coffee. Where'd you get the coffee it's from? It's a very nice coffee. Oh, it actually came from um, our hometown, actually. Oh, very nice. Our hometown very in Scotland. Nice. Very nice. What was the name of it? Oh, Hometown Roasters. Hometown Roasters. Hometown Roasters. That's uh, it. It was. Uh, it's run by a guy who was in, in the same school school as us a few years, okay. few years prior. It's really, really nice, though. Highly how recommend did, you, how, have a, you have a try. But how did, they, how did it come to you? you oh, by post. You didn't go home. By oh, post. they post it to you, by do post. you? Oh, that's pretty cool. From the website. And was it pretty straightforward, nice. was it? Very straightforward, yeah. Ah, interesting. Very nice. Interesting. Hard to recommend that. Okay, hometown roasters. But yeah, we were talking about Pitch Perfect. Yes, we were, yeah. Yeah, and so it's not one that we would have <laughs> Did you chosen like to do. Advert, uh, absolutely, 100%. That, that was our <laughs> that was first nice foray into it. That yeah, was a nice little Nobody noticed. advertisement. Nobody like noticed. But... Oh, oh, lovely. Mm, yeah, warms, <laughs> anyway, warms the cockles of my heart. So it's not the kind of movie that we would have chosen to do off our own backs. But, Callum, mm-hmm. are you glad you watched it? Look at look at this was a movie. I'll say, I'll say that right now. <laughs> this was a movie. Uh, should we, you want to? Should, should we? Should we just go into? I reckon it? so. I, because I made a lot of notes as I was watching. Well, that's good. It. And I'm think, glad. And I think because because I've and seen this... this quite a lot time, quite quite a lot ah. of times. And as always with either of us, with movies that we've seen quite a lot of times, we never make any notes. So no, I made a lot. Well, I make quite a lot of notes. I watched. This was the first movie. This was the first movie that we've done on this podcast that Maddie sat with me and watched it. 
Now, as a telling sign, bless her, Maddie got a bit bored halfway through it, and so Maddie right. didn't didn't make it all the way to the end. Okay. And I understand. I understand why. So, as the point I said, I have never heard so much auto tune. My the whole thing was, and it was a throwback. It's hilarious. It was a throwback, and you've got to think they they almost did it deliberately. They almost did it. No, of course they did it deliberately. Kind of delib- oh, right. Okay. As in, no, no, as no, no, in no, the no. point of no, but the point of over auto tuning. Like you could have still had a natural sound come from the the full a cappella stage piece, but you, you, you it was almost tongue in cheek. Like it was like it the is tongue in cheek. Dra- it was the drag equivalent. It's not. It's not almost tongue in cheek. It is tongue in cheek. Look, look. If you if you can find any sort of any a cappella group that naturally sounds as tight as anything that's depicted in these high school and college level groups oh, then we'll get to that point as please well. then please uh send send them our way because that would be amazing no it's it's over perfected mm. um to the point where you know you look at it and you just go well, that's just not that's just not realistic but as mm. soon as you as soon as you arrive at that conclusion you can start to enjoy the ride for what it is and you know my big point with this movie is well number one I quite like it. Mm. I think it. I think it's fun, and I think it's the best version of what it is. That's 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 fair, actually. No, so I think we... I think it is. I don't think it puts a foot wrong for anything that it tries to do. Oh, that's th- yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I yeah. really don't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Anything it tries to it doesn't. Yes, that's fair. Uh, so we have Becca. Going yep. to her played by Anna university. Kendrick. She is a goddamn hateable character. God, <laughs> yeah, she's not she great, is, is she? Horrendous. What a horrendous human being yeah, she is. Everything she's about not good. because you can tell that she's her character traits. The way she, do you know what really annoys me? It's the way she confronts people. It's that kind of like passively like, oh, I'll confront people and totally gaslight them when I think, oh, you're kind of acting a bit crazy. I fucking hate her. Yeah, I, and honestly, I'm not a huge fan. She. Anna Kendrick, someone needs to teach her how to smile as well. Because, like, that's not a smile. I'm going to do it to you. This isn't a smile. It's just rabbit teeth. It's just like, she, do you know what you, I mean? She just kind of shows her teeth when she smiles. And I'm like, what's that? Do you not show your teeth when you smile? No, far from it. It's a sign of weakness, as Dwight Schrute said. Right, I'll okay. Get back to du- I'll get back to Dwight Schrute later. Cause I had a funny well, oh, I didn't think that Dwight Schrute would make multiple, oh, he's gonna, he's multiple gonna make... references in the, our review of Pitch Perfect. I hated the she's, one, she, two, No, she's more slight. She's more smiley than the other uh, actress from Twilight. Which one was that one? Oh, Kristen. Yeah, yeah. That's Kristen good. Stewart. So yeah. let's get let's give her kudos for being a better smiler than her. I hated the one, two, three break, and they go ah, oh, but then I like it because. Oh, but it's hilarious. Yeah, because but it's because they joke at it. So that was that was as you said, they did it the first time in the first scene before she vomits in the crowd, and you're yeah. like, and then you're like. Okay, cool. So they were taking the piss out of themselves every time they did that because it was stupid. Fine. You assume that Becca, because she's beautiful, can sing and it's the underdog story. Yeah. But then you've got like the fat Amy thing yeah. where it's like she she kind of comes on stage in the Austin and then she blows them all away. I'm like, of course she does. Like, of course that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I fucking, I thought she was very funny. She was. I thought she was very funny. But it's it's just like, I think it was it was, it was never hit more than the bus sequence where they sang born in the u.s is it born no, in the usa bu- party in the usa party in the usa the very different, Mil- miley very cyrus. different yeah i love it when i get confused miley cyrus with bruce springsteen, bruce springsteen. it happens but, almost daily but it's it's that bit when they're when she starts singing in the bus and if i was 
I, I just know, like, I, maybe it says more about me. I would just turn around to her and be like, look, I know you've got a great voice. It's a really nice voice that you have. Like, she's, I'm just going to nip this in the bud. When you, when you start singing, I hopped on a plane on L, I'll be like that. L- listen, Sharon, I love the song. Really good song. And I know you're listening to it at the moment. But we've got a long drive ahead of us. We're going to be singing all night. You're going to be singing your heart out all night. Can we just, can we just, no, they're, they're all, they'll all join in. They'll all join in. And of course then, they will. Oh, I, I, I was just like, I just, it just, I don't know why. I'm really surly when I watch shit like this. I'm just I, I, you, I know you are, and I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say up front. I think you're, I think you're, you're being way too harsh on this thing. Oh, just like. I think, you're, I think you're being way too harsh on this thing. Go on. I, what, I think, what, I think every a... like musical depiction in this movie is ridiculous, mm. but, but really satisfyingly hilarious at the same time in its ridiculousness you have to you have to just sit back let it wash off wash over you accept the fact that it's ridiculous mm. and and just and just go with it and enjoy it Pre- I, I, pretend I, that these things do happen yeah. let yourself get into that space but you've made a great point there mate right you've made a great point which is that this is obviously this is obviously playing off, uh, you know, we've talked about Glee because it's very, par- it almost parodies Glee and it almost parodies High School Musical. But because I just haven't watched either of those shows and I know that you have and I know that other people have watched those shows, it's more of a parody. Do, do you know what I mean? Whereas if right. this is the first movie of this type that you watch, you take it at face value and it's quite right. sincere. And I think that's where my problem with this movie is, is that I'm just not sunk into the genre as much to recognize that this is an element of parody to it. Right. And so... So you're saying some... this is sincere? Relatively. Like, but that's the pro- but that's that's me watching this. Like I'm watching right. this knowing that, you know, knowing that it's existing. You know, we, the fly in the car scenario, I know it's there. I know all this stuff exists, but this is the first one I came across. And I just, and don't get me wrong, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it at all. Like the music stuck with me. The music stuck with me a lot. Like the one thing I'll say to it, I really, I like the, since you've been gone, you know, the, the addition piece. I thought yeah. that was really, I thought that was really good because that was the the montage of the, the audition. And I like that song. I actually have a really soft spot for Ke- Kelly Clarkson. And I think oh, I thought who that doesn't? was good. I thought that, but like, that was good. And, but then there was some parts of this movie that I thought it, it was, you could tell it was being sincere. And the whole, the whole, the, the, the story of Becca, like I did, I really didn't like Becca. The whole piece <laughs> oh, really? Of, the whole piece of Becca being a DJ and she, I want to be a DJ and I want to, I, I, like you could tell that was so sincere and they were like, that's the serious point we're trying to get at is that all she wants to do is DJ. And she's basically just blending two tracks together and oh yeah now don't get me wrong right i will i will criticize her kind of artistic talent to the nth degree exactly because every single song she mashes up is the four chord song and it drives me up the wall and And they're like like, that is not nearly as clever as you think it is exactly and they're all like oh you're so talented like that so i'm like she's not and do you know the bit that the bit that i had to pause because maddie and i were laughing so much was when she it's the second remix that she plays and she's like god no one understands me and she lies on the quad and she puts her headphones in and it's bulletproof yeah mix mixed with the proclaimers 500 miles and and it's the it's the music of i'm bulletproof nothing to lose and she puts on the headphones and it's 
and I would, or when you wake up, well, yeah. I know him. And she just fucking closes her eyes on the quad. I'm like, cool, well, we're just going to zen out to the yeah. Proclaimers, the yeah, most yeah. unzen yeah. artist. And then the next scene after that is the shower scene. And she walks into Which the shower. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. She walks into the shower singing Bulletproof. Yeah. But in the previous scene, it was the song being sung was 500 Miles. And you've got to think that there's a parallel universe somewhere where they went, well, when you walk into the shower, don't sing Bulletproof. <laughs> sing 500 Miles in a very melodic manner, in a kind of distant and wary, fairy way. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have just laughed. Oh, it, the idea that she walked in, into the shower and she's singing. And then she goes, Da, 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 da. And then the other girl who's in the other shower goes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then no no wait 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 wait. So we've got da 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 right, and then across the stalls da da da, da. and then simultaneously both shower curtains open. But that's what I'm talking that's about. That's the like, scene that should have happened. Exactly, exactly. And so, and I was like, I was like, stop trying to be like the whole DJ thing. Like, do that really just lean into how ridiculous this was but it was the it was the essence of sincerity which i go back to with my previous point which is that you know if you were beautiful you can sing and if you're fat and ugly you're shamed for it and stuff and they kind of they tease that one in through but ah it just like it just it just ah it's like when you're hammering a nail in quite literally it didn't really hit the nail on the head for me the nail was popping all over the place right but that 500 miles bit broke me it really broke me <laughs> No, but I mean, I, I do I do think that the movie does a good job of knowing how ridiculous it is and playing off that. And I think the two characters that really personify that are the, the acapella commentators. Oh, at, yes. In yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks, and I forget the actor's name, but he's got a fantastic kind of radio voice and so is brilliant. Was, it was supposed to be Kristen Wiig, actually. That was going to be doing that role. What instead of it. Elizabeth Banks? Yeah, exactly. But Jewish. Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks had a creative credit in the in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. She has a writing credit yeah, or yeah, yeah. a production credit or something, and she, I think she she directs Pitch Perfect too. Yeah, so she's she's in all three of them. But do you know that all of her scenes were filmed in one day? I mean, not surprising. They're just yeah. it, there's only one scene where they're not in a booth. But what yeah, they but fair. the things that they say are hilarious. Like they talk about how she was in uh acapella group back in the day and and her her, her co-anchor as it were sort of asks her what the group was called and she says the minstrel cycles yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> that's yeah, so funny yeah. that that's a, that's, that's a good joke that's, that's a good so joke. funny yeah. and in the first scene that they're in right at the beginning in the lincoln center and the main girl vomits all over the stage mm. and they, they, they're they just saying like really it's almost like dodgeball commentary remember the remember the yeah, commentating well, i think team that, pepper in... brooks Pop... so pep yeah pepper yeah. brooks was the character it was J it was a uh it wasn't jason sudeikis it no was... it was the one that's not jason sudeikis the one from ozark oh, jason bateman jason bateman jason <laughs> jason bateman yeah the one that's not jason sudeikis that's the one. but seeing these just ridiculous co-commentating things that make no sense like I you're so too. you're so right everything else just seems wrong yeah I, like, you're, what does that mean what does that even mean <laughs> no you're absolutely spot on i made that in one of my notes i was like the commentators are very dodgeball era it is very dodgeball era, but it's but it's hilarious and again it's very deliberately making fun of the ridiculousness of 
this world and mm. you know you made the comparison to glee mm. and i think this really is a glee kind of parody yeah. in many ways because if you ever watched glee you'd know that actually despite the fact that it's the same level of musical ridiculousness the drama behind the scenes is never as comedic unless of course um the brilliant sue sylvester is on screen and doing a doing a big a big rant but between the characters and everything everything is super serious dramatic whereas in pitch perfect i feel like yes you've got a bit of annoying becca stuff which we don't which we don't really like but almost everyone else is such a caricature that you can't you can't help but see it all as a comedy like mm. you know how uptight the the lead bella is i forget yes. I, I forget her name the fact that she voms of an absolute volcano ev- yeah, like yeah, yeah, out, yeah. out of stress um the a- the asian girl who always whispers can we, can we just but, talk about that whisper very quickly and just the fact that you, she you know she says things like you know she she like she like stabbed someone or burned people or something so, like that so i've got all of i've got all of her whispers oh here. brilliant let's so, go through it because because i'll be honest I love this. I thought that was really funny. Like I thought yeah. she was, do you know, it, there was something about the fact that it just focused in on her face and obviously her hair is designed to frame her face. Yeah. And so when the it was on her, her face was very framed and the way she moved her mouth as well, it was just really quite, I did thought, I thought that was really, really funny. So the, uh, basically the things Lily says almost inaudibly during the movie is my name is Lily. And then she puts her surname. And I was born with gills like a fish. And then yeah. at her audition, it was, uh, that was, sorry, that was her audition. Then she said, what happened last year? And do you guys want to see a dead body? And that was the, the point, the, the, the Bella's first rehearsal. Yeah. Uh, she also says, I did a stint in County uh, in Becca's room after she released from the police custody. She says, I set, f- <laughs> I set fires to feel joy. But the but the one at the group confession that made, so that was in the, the, the bus with the, the, the trebles. But the the one that made me laugh the most, which is another Dwight quote, uh, Dwight Schrute quote was, um, I ate my twin in the womb. Yeah. In the group confessions, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was so funny. But that was something that, yeah, that it's was so funny. That... But yeah, she's uh, she's only one of many characters that is just so larger than life and really as i said a caricature that you can't help but laugh like you like like buster for for example the lead treble the lead treble bump bumper bumper what did i say buster no bumper he's he's bloody hilarious and just like how ridiculous he doesn't get a a human being is he doesn't get comeuppance. Think about it. Last time you see him, he's on the road to John. Ah, Hill. well, what I'll say to you, well, yeah, that there's is, a pitch is, perfect two. There's a there's a two and there's a three as well. <laughs> oh, you better believe we're doing them on this podcast. No, we're not. Just, <laughs> just, 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 so, just before we keep going though, because you, there was also another. So there's two members of the group who are just backing vocalists in the group, and I think they have like one line in the in the film, and I don't yeah. know. I'm not doing this any justice. Where they kind of just say, "What do we know? We're just the backing group. We've been here the whole time," and they say it, and I thought. That that was quite funny because they're drawing yeah. attention to the fact that they're all such caricatures of real people but they are the kind of just the backing people in there yeah. no they like, say the yeah court. they're like we've been here literally the whole time that's it, and, that's and it, people yeah. are like who are you yeah <laughs> yeah that's it, that's it. it, it and, and it's hilarious that and it's hilarious it it really is so i mean that that's the point you just have to kind of revel in the ridiculousness of it of all the caricatures of all the characters 
all the of all the characters and just kind of just kind of go with it can we talk about the cup song yes that that caused a big cultural wave at the time it did cause a cultural wave. Uh, do you remember when it happened and everyone was doing it well i was at a summer camp just when that oh, happened that is and you prime you that better is, believe. that is prime location oh. for endless cup song banter i was I'm just that like, must have been that's your that's your other that, that's your other purgatory isn't it well one no, of them is the mary poppins trailer and the other one oh, is just God, endless and en- endless supervising of kids doing cup song so so i go back to my analogy that was at the point where the fly was it was a fly in the car and not a wasp i wasn't aware of what they were doing and to an extent i wasn't that bothered um, and purely because they were all eight and they were all shit at it. But you know, apart from that, they were all, they were all, they were, we were always just like, they were all doing it. And actually I thought it was quite sweet. All these little girls who were doing this little song that they'd seen. Now, this is the point of it was that I thought I didn't know it came from pitch perfect. I thought it came from the internet because this was one of those rare occasions where actually I went to myself. Hang, hang on a second. I knew this before it was famous. Yeah. So here is the point that I'm going to make. The song that Becca performs at her edition, Cups, Miss Me When I'm Gone, is a combination of a children's rhythmic percussion game played with drinking cups with a song that dates back to the late 1920s or 1930s. When I'm Gone, written by A.P. Carter and first recorded by his seminal folk county group, The Carter Family. However, this is the point that I was trying to make was the song and the game were first combined in 2009 by the British group Lulu and the Lampshades. Oh, okay. So I watched Lulu and the Lampshades back in, I think I must have watched in 2009 because I, I, I don't know for whatever reason, but someone, I think my flatmate at the time, she either knew someone in Lulu, that she knew one of the two, but it's just two girls who sing it. And the melody is ever so slightly different. And I think it's, much nicer. I think the harmonies are really nice when they sing it. So Anna Kendrick heard this version. So she heard the Lula Lambshape version and decided to include it in her edition scene in the US. So the song debuted on the Billboard's Hot 100 at number 93 for weeks, ending in January 12th, 2013, uh, even before the song was released as a single. Uh, but it's 23rd week in the charts. It had climbed to number six for the week, ending uh, August 17th, 2013. So a huge smash hit. But it came from two British girls on a YouTube video. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, so watch watch it. It's actually a really great... The, the little video, it's a little short one. I liked it a lot. Cool. I liked it a lot. Love that. I didn't like it as much in this. No, because, you just, didn't like really this, good. because you just didn't like this movie. That's like, why. it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Should we talk about some of the specific tracks in here? Let's do it, mate. So you said... So you talked about Cups. Yes. And... I just want to talk about some of the like the main kind of songs in some of the most like important scenes. So sure. for example, the riff off, the pool battle oh. thing that they do now, between the different you, like sororities, which all of again, I've just got to say fucking hilarious scene. Like all all the different groups that just care so much and that they're going into this kind of west side story-esque gang battle in the middle of a of an of an empty pool as if they're like so street but you and I it's like both street know, countdown. But you and I both know musicians, and you and I both know like drama students. Yeah, and that was a full pool of them, like a oh, collection. Yeah. A pool. They, they must have been the most insufferable humans. Oh yeah, in the, world. the first thing you want to do is shout over each other. The first thing you want to do is the same thing you do in 
whenever you have a Sims save that you get bored of, is take the ladder away and fill the pool. <laughs> I, I got it though, because obviously you're in a pool, like maybe be good acoustics. Is that right? So oh yeah, I, I think I think that, that's, that's the idea. Good. I think that's the idea. But it, it's it's hilarious to me that first of all, I love the concept. I love the concept that a group starts a tone. By the way, in perfect m- melodic and rhythmical heart, you like could unity, almost say they unity. were pitch perfect. Oh, you could almost say, could that. say that, but it but it is hilarious that like because the rehearsal needed to even do a few bars of the complexity of these arrangements just boggles boggles the mind. And for the most part, actually, I think most of these things were recorded, you know, by you yes, know real yeah. singers in the cast and and all that, and obviously engineered to the nines. But yeah, but the 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 pure arrangements mm-hmm. were performed, and just for that alone, I think that needs to be commended mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's not easy. But the, the painting that they're picked, the painting the that painting they're painting. The the picture that they're painting, thank you very you much. The picture that they're painting in this scene is that they're just doing this off the cuff, which yeah. is hilarious because it can't be done. It, well, it's, it cannot be done. And not the other only time that, they, not the other only time that, they do it is in the pool when they sing uh, the Bruno Mars one. Well, exactly, exactly. And that, oh, we'll come to that afterwards. But in this one, after the fact that they just decide on the spot to do a song and then do it perfectly with all this complexity and everything is that the next group has to come in and interrupt them on us on a similar word on an exact word and then go into a completely different song which their group then goes in and does the Mm. an equal or better level Mm. of complexity and then so on and so on and so forth that the concept to me is brilliant and i love it but obviously i'm looking at going that can never be done yeah that's insane no one yeah. could do that. Some of the songs, some of the songs are fine. Like some of the songs, I, I really like. I like No Diggity. I think that's one of my one yeah. of my most favorite songs. It was fine. Like some some of it was some of it was great. And actually, you're right. Like that pool scene is. I think that's probably the most famous scene from the film. Like that's definitely the one that I had seen before watching the movie through clips or whatever on 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 YouTube and yeah. stuff. So I, I had seen that one before, and you're like you're right that's when it really leans into the fact of look you just have to go with it this is the universe it's in but as as the point i'm making i love it if you watch the end sequence where they go we gotta go and practice we gotta go and practice and then we go we'll we'll do bruno mars we've never done it before so they just walk into the pool they sing it once and then they leave you've got to think like they walked in there for five minutes they went well we're the best as they're leaving we went we are amazing yeah i would have liked to have seen some like really shit auditions where one of them just comes in with a horrendous note someone no, just but that's absolutely the point. steamrolls in there with like a beef fly. that was not no and then they slap each- it just gets mental but then that's the point that you, you've just accidentally trodden on the whole point and the theme of the movie which is when you've got you know your core group and everyone's kind of unified and we're all be- and we're all best pals then wonderful things musically can happen <laughs> that's the whole that's the whole shtick like that yeah don't worry. And there was some really like I I liked the 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 on the day of the regionals. There's the pup, the sock puppet band, and they, they oh they yeah, were like, some of those other ones were much, hilarious. They were like Avenue Q, wasn't it? Like singing yeah. "Fuck Fuck You" by Lily Allen, which I think is a great song. I, yeah. I don't like it when they have to. Also, say the cameo the cameo appearance from Donald Faison 
Yes, and his, yes, yes, his yes. little has been group, which yeah, they were weird dudes. That was funny. Like with uh, one of them, I can't remember. I think his name's Joel Atriglio or something yes, like that. Yes, I know the guy you're thinking. Yeah, about, he's, in Brooklyn, really... he's yeah, in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and he get and he and he seems to and be getting bad. getting aroused by getting beaten up. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, that's really great. And I'm like, what is this? This guy's in the movie for like ten seconds. You're giving him a lot of uh, quirks here. And the other one that was quite good, so the, there was a, a little part, Ben Platt, who was in this as well. So he plays Benji, who was the one that didn't get into any of the groups at the oh, start. Yeah. And, Ma- and Maddie called this at the start, to be fair. So basically, uh, he was actually given the lead, the role of the Chicago production of the Book of Mormon musical after, oh, the, producers, after the producers of the show saw this movie. So so Benji is at, in this movie. He's a really nice guy who's unfairly mocked and excluded by his peers. But this parallels how the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, are often mocked and ridiculed by other Christians. Christians right and the producers of the musical so that was the reason they kind of went oh he would be great oh okay oh so, fair enough yeah exactly but no i and i thought it was great yeah maddie picked up on that one actually so i had to go away and bloody research it didn't yeah I? there's another little gripe i have with this movie though go on the breakfast club yeah what is it about specifically american pop culture that loves the breakfast club because I've watched The Breakfast Club, and I hated it. No, I didn't like it it's either. It's so boring. I, it's really boring, and it's that deep coming-of-age outcast story that everyone mm. everyone cites it for, for being so revolutionary. It's so on the nose. It's not yeah. subtext at all. It's no. just It just batters you over the head with it. And so having seen that movie and then seeing the main seeing what's his name is it jesse the name the name of the male well, lead I'll, i will say yes okay it's jesse the name of the male lead and he's waxing lyrical <laughs> no, i think it is actually he's waxing lyrical about the best soundtracks of all time and the best ending is the breakfast club and i just got fuck off <laughs> we should invite him on the show no <laughs> see if he can not do the breakfast the, club it's not for the us. breakfast club and he Next did so well club, you know what's really really funny is that he brought all these dvds and he went jurassic park and went yeah 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 really yeah, great. yeah star wars oh yeah yeah Ooh, really, really lovely yeah, 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 yeah great yeah, breakfast yeah. club what nah, what the f- <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i don't know i i think i i must admit so i I've, I've also seen the breakfast club didn't enjoy it but i think it's one of these things where if you didn't go to an american high school you just wouldn't get it man yeah you weren't there maybe, man yeah. you, you weren't there man so i i i'm fine with it i also it's it's bad movies have been defined by songs we know this that we did yeah. we've set out a bloody podcast about this i'll tell you that for free <laughs> yeah. but and we'll i'm sure we will get all the way down the list you know we're gonna get to armageddon when we sing don't want to miss a thing we're gonna get Looking to prince to prince of thieves we're gonna get to everything i do i do it for you and i think this kind of falls into that category of actually a you know a great song in a, in a bad movie and I'm fine with it. Like I'm fine. Like at least, at least they're consistent. Like they include it in the end of the in the song. And I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the tracking well. of it, the tracking of it in the drama of Pitch Perfect. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I exactly, like that. exactly. I like that. But I can't buy that a film music nut would think that's the that's the best like movie <laughs> like song inclusion in a movie ever, and it's the best ending to a movie ever. The same person that says he wants to score movies when he's oh. when he's older, and I'm like, God, uh, mate. It can't, if you want to be doing that, 
you shouldn't be in this university. You yeah. should be in Juilliard, mate. Like, <laughs> you know, he's been a different school doing a different do you, thing. <laughs> do you, uh, is there any other songs that you want to draw on? Any other songs you want to talk about? I mean, no, I mean, not, not specifically. I, again, a lot of the things are that I like are common throughout all of the sure. tracks on this in that I like all the arrangements. I like acapella arrangements. I think they're yeah. really interesting. I think they're very, very clever. And I think it uses, they always use the human voice in a very yeah. unique way. And again, like that, and again, too, yeah. that, that, that brings me on to another like hilarious tongue in cheek point that they did in this movie, which was a big problem. Most of the acapella groups that you hear up and up until now in this movie have been male acapella groups. Mm. And there's a very good reason for that. And I know it's so what that you're you can say. it's so that you can get bass. Bass. Right? I knew this was to, to, round, to round out the sound. That's yep. just scientifically you want a bit of bass to yep. drown everything out and to, you know, anchor it and be good. Sure. And obviously that's a problem with an all all female group you know which isn't to say that all female groups are bad far from it i'm i'm never gonna be the one 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 to say that but well, you were saying it earlier do, you were saying it just before they do you were saying it just as we started to record but that was before we started recording so it'll never, oh, okay uh, you, you can never prove it exactly that's fair <laughs> you, you, you can never prove it but so this was definitely something that they addressed mm. in this movie in the most hilarious way possible where yeah. one of the older bellas gets her nodes fixed whatever the fuck that means yeah and i know I, I had to pause it and turn to maddie and be like her what and yeah she went, i know just right? the voice just the voice just the voice and like, uh, yeah and then when they finally reach that harmonious kind of level of friendship and com- camaraderie and they do the one two three ah uh, thing mm-hmm. yeah and then because she had her nodes you've done that before with... alex oh yeah i do it all the time I do <laughs> everything. we do that you sounded we do that just as we, we start the recording we do that as i kind of like go get them go get them one two three they go <sighs> they go one two three uh and then this amazing bass note yeah comes out and it's comically low it, yeah. it is comically low and there's a moment and they said, "Oh yeah, with your fucked up nodes, that you can run, you can like provide the bass." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, this is gonna yeah, be great." Yeah, yeah. And you're like, "Oh great, it's all coming together. It's, it's all coming together exactly. <laughs> it's all Only took some medical surgery and uh, probably a lot of painkillers." Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Which you know, obviously that's something that can like never happen. But what what I found really really hilarious was there's a moment in their final performance and, and in the, the message... in the final where where it focuses on her is when they is when they go into the your favorite artist pitbull uh, you know the pitbull, pitbull yeah. the pitbull yeah. song they do give yeah. me everything tonight is that what give it's me called everything tonight something like that and yeah. she and she does the walking bass line yeah and and you can see her bobbing her head and making this big bass face like Arr. yeah and yeah. she's overdoing it and obviously she's not making that noise but she's just going she's just bobbing yeah, her head yeah, and yeah, making yeah. this really comically bassy face bringing out this soup these super super low notes and you can't help but laugh it's hilarious i love well, it there you have it kids the only way that you can be accepted in your group is to have surgery that's the message that, that yeah. this movie that's it so make sure if you feel left out and you feel that you are not part of any social group just get some surgery and make yourself a better person. That's Absolutely. that's what you need to do. Those those are the those those are the takeaways. <laughs> do you want to just talk very quickly because I think it's the last song is that final song. Yeah. Oh, I was exhausted by the end of that. I'll be honest. I was like, it was. But in a good way. 
Well, it was it was that. It was I do you know what I was do you know what was stressing me out about this song was they were like they sang all the songs they sang all there was about six of them mashed up together because because that's what the point of it was hey let's just not choose one song let's mash them all up and that way we when everything's better and we can do it because that's really good because because everyone knows ABBA are better when they do a medley instead of their full album from from start to finish as an example everyone loves yeah. a medley and what I was thinking about it was wow there's so many different songs but I wonder what one they're going to end it on. And they yeah. kind of just they kind of just ended it on all of them. Like it yeah. was just it was just like the most mashy up of mashups. It was. It was. But that's the difference uh, between a mashup and a medley. A medley is where you do one song after another, whereas a mashup is just all I, of them at once. I couldn't I couldn't help thinking though that the, there wasn't enough clues in here. And maybe this is just me. There wasn't enough clues in there for it to be this is definitely a piss take. There was elements of sincerity what? to it. There was no elements. Way. Of, there was elements of sincerity to it, and I was like, "Oh!" And I think it came from when it was the close-ups of Becca's character doing, "Don't you forget, get forget about me." Yeah. And well, yeah, because that, as we said, that tracks through the movie, like know, her relationship but... with Jesse. That's like yeah. that's like the central thing. So they had to have something dramatically that tracks. It should have been a shitter song. <laughs> it should have been. A, do you know what I mean? It should have been a sillier song that had no relevance or something like that, because it's actually quite a good song as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I it was fun when it was over. It I was like cool. And don't get me wrong, I listened to the soundtrack after. Yeah. Like, you can't. I I did listen back to it. Yeah. And my God, they sing that song, the sign, quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I, which again, I quite like that one. I like the sign, and you know how they always take the piss out of the the Bellas for that one. No, I thought it was, I thought that bit was fine too. Yeah. God, I'm I'm fucking flopping, changing all over the shop. No, I know how are. many thumbs I'm giving. If that's if that's. If I that's know I know exactly way. how many thumbs I'm giving, and I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna put the pressure on you. I'm giving this two thumbs up because it's yeah. bloody hilarious. It's yeah. a good it's a good time. It does everything right that it that it's trying to do. And I would go and I will continue to watch this movie kind of regularly for for a long time. It's not something I've ever gotten tired of because again, it's such a it's such a caricature. It's just ridiculous and hilarious. And when you look at it through that lens, mm. it's brilliant. Like it is. Alex. How many thumbs do you think I'm giving it? Uh, I think none, probably. Alex, I'm actually going to give it two. Do you know the reason really? I'm giving it two? Do you know the reason I'm going to give it two? Why? So I didn't like this movie. I didn't like it at all. Right. I won't watch it again. Okay. Maybe if I have a daughter, I'll stick it on. In fact, I probably will put it on for I have a daughter because, you know, there's nothing better than yeah, Or a son. Message. Let's not pigeonhole your kids. No, because I want my daughter to know that she needs to get surgery to be fitting in. Oh, I see. Cool, that's cool, the cool, point cool, I'm trying cool, to make. Cool. Yeah, uh, whereas right. a, as a son won't get that because that's what a male doesn't do. Do you know what I mean? It's simple yeah, get as that. surgery. <laughs> a guy, a guy, a simple, a guy will throw a burrito at a girl because that's the sort of message I want him to pick up yes, on because that's yes, the good yes, thing yes, that he yes. does. You, you know, you know this. The reason I'm giving this two thumbs up is for the fact that our ranking system, which is absolutely flawless, and I won't hear a bad word said against it, is how well does the music fit the movie? Right. And you are 100% bang on. The music in this is perfect for this movie. Now, did I like this movie? God, no. Will I listen to the soundtrack again? Probably not. No. But I cannot, I cannot disagree that this is a perfect soundtrack for this movie. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no, there, there, there really is no argument to that. Right off the bat, when we were saying, man, this is auto-tuned to hell. Mm. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing because the ridiculous perfection of it 
mm. is kind of is, is part of the narrative of the world and of I the story. I have one question for you. Do you think this movie's going to age well? I would say it kind of already has. It's not mm. it's not that new. It's not that new. What I, what I will say is the sequels aren't nearly as good as this one. Two is okay. Okay. Two is okay. And three is, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Because that's not like sequels. That's not no. like sequels. Usually they get better with this sort of usually. movie. Usually they do. Excellent. Well, that was, that was fun. Absolutely. But no, but rest assured, even though we have, we have kind of gotten a trend at the moment of, you know, doing fortnightly sequels and journeys through franchises and things like that can i suggest that we don't do pitch perfect two and three seconded Seconded. okay cool fantastic because frankly this is our podcast and we can do whatever the hell we want and what we don't want to do is pitch perfects two and three well we'll do three though maybe we'll do three maybe we'll we'll do do three three one and, and and only because as forementioned it's our podcast and we can do whatever the hell we want. So we'll just miss out one and go straight to three. <laughs> oh God, I, I couldn't even live with myself if I did that. No. Like the OCD alone would drive me up the wall. Well, one, the OCD, the OCD of you would drive you up the wall and also the OCD of our, of our listeners would <laughs> instant unsubscribe. What is going on? Moving forward? Yeah, I think so. Now, we've got quite a few things to bring to moving forward, but I've got one little point of discussion that I want to bring, and that is in the news headline that just broke yesterday. Johnny Depp leaves Fantastic Beasts film franchise. Johnny Depp has left the Fantastic Fantastic Beasts film franchise days after losing libel case over a newspaper article which called him a wife beater. Yeah. Wow. I mean, now this was, this was, uh, I mean, this dragged through the press for ages obviously with amber heard yeah. and we we've we kind of have hinted at this but i think we've never really kind of addressed this thing full on no i don't think we have and i think maybe we should mm-hmm. and without being too indecisive about it this is a really messy oh, situation to, yeah. to like to to know where to land yeah on right on like right or wrong because yeah. i think i i think where i land on it is it, it it was almost definitely an extremely mutually destructive yes, relationship. Yes, yes. And the, and I don't want I don't want to be misunderstood by saying I, I what I'm not saying is we shouldn't be so hard on Johnny Depp because he was probably abused by Amber Heard as well. That's not what I'm saying as an excuse for anything that he has or has not done i'm not saying that there's no excuses for any of it but it's definitely not one-sided abuse no that's i think that's fair what i I, want to say yeah i think that's right i don't think either neither of them look good let's just say that for no neither of them do look good and i think because of that because it is like mutual i i'm 100 supportive of how he's now no longer in Fantastic Beasts three. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I, and I think it's fair that neither because they're not the the example that is being set from this is 
it's just like yeah. why it's just yeah. why it's just the whole thing is yeah. is it's perplexing and it and it just goes to show you know johnny depp was love a household name yeah absolutely. and i mean and definitely is... a definitely like a misunderstood bad boy that was like his whole brand of course that, that's, of course that's his that's his thing yeah but yeah i mean the whole thing is messy and he's definitely mm. not faultless but I, no he's definitely not faultless but at the same time i don't think this 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 comes under the category purely of like hashtag me too i don't think yeah, you can no i don't i don't think you can put him in the same conversation as harvey weinstein no or, of course or, or, not, of or course anything not. or so, anything like that but to put it into context what has happened here what like if we're if we're going to go by the courts what has happened is he has just lost a legal case because the sun newspaper called him a wife beater yeah and he lost the case yeah. because he's suing them now that's not that's not that's not the the the, ev- the, the lack of evidence proving him guilty no. that's that therefore because he took them to to, to court and he lost the case the the statement still stands that actually the judge has rendered that that not to be a false case yeah now, absolutely. that's the, and that's the point that they're trying to make from this therefore he is he has been by a jury of his peers has been branded as that is a relevant title for him to hold no it is because what and what i kind of read the, into that's that that's the really po- that's the point of this what what yeah what i kind of read into that is he was suing the son for calling him a wife beater which is basically him saying, "I'm not, I'm not a wife beater." What sure. what has now turned out is that in fact he is, yeah, or he or he has been, or there was at least yeah. one incident, if not several, where he yeah. has caused physical distress on Amber Heard, which, as for mentioned, is never okay. No, but no. what his kind of macro point is is that he is also mutually a victim of abuse as well exactly exactly so while the courts have ruled that he is a wife beater it is still far more complex than that and we Mm. can't just say right okay the courts have ruled that you are a wife beater you are satan well but and that but that's the thing and that's the point we're getting to so in a letter to fans depp has said he has been asked to resign from his role as Gellert Grindelwald and has respected that and agreed to that request. Yeah. So, you know, he's gone. I mean, he's gone from this. And I think it was only a matter of time. And I'll be honest, I wasn't... Look, neither of us were particularly thrilled with how that series was going. I don't know no. what's going to happen with that anymore. I mean, it's... Frankly, bring bring back Colin Farrell. Yeah, honestly, he was great. He honestly, was great. I was so, so pumped for for grindelwald right after the first movie after the first movie i was so disappointed at the end of that first movie but only because colin farrell turned into johnny depp yeah that's yeah only, i agree that's no, you're right that's you're literally right. the only reason i was disappointed by that movie because i love colin farrell and i think he would have made a fantastic Gellert Grindelwald, yeah. Gellert Grindelwald, and actually in the context of like the casting of these movies an anti-jude law yeah but that's that but great. that's that's what they're gonna do surely i mean surely that's what they're gonna do well they'll know. just write it back they'll but just be how? like oh but he was playing a real part the whole time but how ridiculous would that be is like oh i uh no because they can't do that because the whole point of uh of colin farrell's character was he was a real character in that world that johnny depp murdered uh, well, okay. Mur- Johnny Depp murdered and then impersonated. So they're going to have to get Michael Fassbender, is what you're saying? 
Yeah, they're just gonna, yeah they're just gonna they're have just to get gonna have to put else. Michael or James McAvoy or yeah. something like that because they can't not have the character of Grindelwald Gerald because... Butler, jeez, <laughs> oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh my, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke because Mickey Rourke's kind of Johnny Deppish. We'll do that one. Yeah, we'll do Mickey oh, Rourke. My days, no, uh, but yeah, they can't have they can't not have Grindelwald because you know the whole series is built up is building up to Dumbledore versus Grindelwald, the greatest duel ever in the wizarding oh, world. And they can't they just, just get not Jamie have Bell. It. They just get Jamie Bell. Because he did it in the first one, did he not? What? He was he was Gellert Grindelwald in the Deathly Hallows. Was that Jamie Bell? I think so. No, it wasn't. Oh, there we go. No, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't it Jamie wasn't. Bell. But you're right, yeah, it, it, they can't just not have that. Yeah, right. they, can't they can't just, not, just have not have it. Have so that. it will definitely be recast. But the, the tricky thing will be justifying that in the narrative. Mm. Yeah. And it's really and it's really going to break the lore more than it already has. Because, you know, bringing it over to J.K. Rowling, fans would say, and I would say as well, as I am a fan, that one of her big problems in the last few years is just retconning things just for the hell of it, just because she can. Yeah. And just changing things. But this change mm-hmm. is fourth wall reasons. Yeah. yeah it's fourth yeah. wall reasons. Whatever happens in Fantastic Beast, Beast 3, no matter how they spin it in the movie, we all in the real world will know that it only happened... Yeah. Because Johnny Depp lost a legal battle legal in the UK. Yeah, yeah exactly. And exactly. that will break the fantasy of it. It will, it will. You're Which right. Which is why I kind of think that Fantastic Beasts is doomed. It is doomed, mate. It was Jamie Campbell Bower, not Jamie Bell. Okay. But, but you know, it's another Jamie. Yeah. And it begins with a B. Okay, so, well. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna mark myself sixty five percent. Okay, there we go. Good no, but you're you. you're right. I mean, it is it is. I I think this this they've got a lot of work to do here. Yeah. I, I mean, we might not even see a third movie. We might not see a third one. They they might they might they might. I mean, I I suspect what they'll do is they'll they'll harshly pivot towards Dumbledore, young Dumbledore. Yeah. They'll rebrand it. They'll rename it. Maybe even Eddie Renway might not come back for it. They might just kind of go cool. Let's just park that take elements of that story and just keep running but uh, you know the point is no matter what decision they make everyone will be able to see yeah you're right yeah you're right transparently the reasons behind it now that that's not to say that it shouldn't be made because i think those arguments are actually only relevant for the audiences of this time i Mm. think i think in 10 years you know the next generation of young people who are seeing these movies aren't going to know or care Nah, they're not about it, are they? they? No, they're not. They're not going to give a shit. So these movies might age longer term, and I think Mm. that's why WB are really um, doubling down on the Wizarding World Harry Potter franchise is because they know that the long term gains of having a big, big franchise world are going to far outweigh you know, the dramas and the, yeah. of, of the time. No, you're so I don't think it's going anywhere. Right. I don't think it's well, going anywhere, but yeah. I just think it, it's a shame for the audiences just now because yeah. we know, we know what's going on. And you've got to think about it, actually, you know, think about other massive, fran- like the MCU. And I guess to an extent, the original Harry Potter films, like, yeah, actors came and went, but they yeah. were never, they got lucky, didn't they? That it was never a really big, you know, a really big dismissal, a big leap. And, you know, on the com- complete other end of the scale 
obviously the sad passing of Chadwick, uh, Chadwick Boseman yeah. uh, a couple of months ago, there's going to be an element of that. Obviously, it's totally, totally different set of circumstances. But when Black Panther 2 comes out and he isn't in it, yeah, you know, it's it's the the the, the direction that that story or, or his character T'Challa, the route that that goes down, it will be done with the perception that obviously he has sadly passed away. Yeah. And so you're but right. That and, can always be done with uh element of like respect and, yes, and the art yes, the art yes. and the narrative of the MCU can be can be as fluid as you like because yes. the the canvas is so broad. Yeah, the the, exactly. the paint palette that you have is so varied. You've got so much to work with. The difference mm. between that and Harry Potter is that specifically with the Fantastic Beats franchise is you're you're working with past history of a beloved franchise which means mm. it can't change that much because mm. the first instance of that lore, as in the original seven Harry Potter books, is set in stone. That's released, yeah. it's done, yeah. and you can't change anything, any any part of wizarding history that happens and is written about in those books can't be changed. And that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Whereas Black Panther can be endlessly changed because yeah, the MCU exactly. are crafting it as they go along. Yeah, that's a fair point. We've been watching some TV shows recently. Mate. You've got, you've watched a good one, and I've watched a good one. Do you want to give yeah. a quick two minute? Right, I tell you what. There's going to be it's going to be Team Alex versus Team Callum. Okay, okay. Write in to see which of these two shows you've got. Two minutes to plug your show. I'll give you two minutes to plug mine. Right. Go okay. So Ted Lasso is on Apple TVs. It stars Jason Sudeikis as mm-hmm. a second tier NFL coach. I'm not, I'm not even sure if the second tier of American football is even called the NFL, but, you know, because I'm a layman and I don't know anything about American mm-hmm. football, I'm just going to call it second tier NFL. And he is hired to come over to the UK to coach AFC Richmond, which in this fantasy world is part of the English Premier League, when obviously it's not anyone who knows anyone who knows football. And it's written by Bill Lawrence, who was the writer and creator Scrubs. of Scrubs. Scrubs, yeah. And was also written and also co-written, produced, and co-starring a certain Mr. Brett Goldstein, who mm. is the host of another podcast that we both enjoy listening to yeah, called Films, Films to be Buried, Buried With. Yeah. So it's very, very nice to see him on screen and as a writing uh, and as a writer as well. And it is so, so funny. And as as like Scrubs with Bill Lawrence, his whole thing is like, you know, he likes writing comedies with a lot of heart. And yes. this really does have a have a lot of heart. Because at at first, Ted Lasso coming over, he's from, you know, one of the southern states. He's got this real kind of southern Texas drawl. Mm. And he, he's kind of being put into this like quite gritty english sport system mm. he almost seems like a cartoon like a kind of homer simpsony caricature he's got all yeah. these americanisms and he can't quite get around britishisms you know the dis the, the you know the, the difference between chips and fries for example and sure. things like that and you know he also he almost doesn't seem real but the longer you're with him you see the human behind it and what he actually tries to do with his club. And then you start to believe it. And mm. I'll be honest, I saw adverts for this trailer 
specifically i saw one kind of special promo where he has a phone call with jose Mourinho. yeah 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 oh, which, right. which is actually a really good bit of advertising but he had that kind of american accent in there and he was talking to jose about coaching english premier league from nfl and i thought i never want to see that that really? this, this sounds this sounds insufferable and not funny and a bit piss takey and I, I don't like it i don't like it and then i and then i just decided to watch it because frankly we're in lockdown and i have time mm. so, and then I, I thought it was lovely i thought it, mm. again it has a lot of heart it's hilarious it's got a lot of uh, english football fans but a big a big running gag through it is I'm only like four episodes in, but a big running gag from episode one, all the fans and everyone call him wanker. Mm. <laughs> and there's a really funny flip point because you, you get you get these uh these scenes of crowds and they're all going, wanker, 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 wanker. <laughs> and he's like just looking at them going, what? And there's this great line where his son comes to visit him and he goes, Dad, what's a wanker? <laughs> and he goes, well, son, that's a man who likes to spend time with his own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it looks good. And it looks no, good. No, and it, is, it really is lovely. And then there's like a flip point where they start to like him because like he wins a game. Sure. You know, to give, you know, a, a small level of spoilers, but I don't think it, it should stop you from watching the show. And they still call him wanker. But yeah. like in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. how you know how yeah, Scot yeah, yeah. you know how Scots and Australians are allowed to use the word cunt because we can yeah, say yeah, it in a positive yeah. way. Exactly. Yeah. It's you it's the same cunt. way yeah. where some random guy walks past me on the street. It's like, all right, wanker. Good. Yeah. Good. Good job on the game today. <laughs> and it's a it's it's such a good oh, running it gag. Good, mate. It, it sounds good. It's mate. really funny. So, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I like the look of his mustache as well. It looks funny. Yeah. Uh, I have a TV series. Now, this one is not on Apple TV. This one's on Amazon Prime. So this is, in the red corner, you have, or this is probably the blue corner, because it's very blue, this this TV series. It's called Truth Seekers, and it was just released this week. Uh, it stars, it's written and starring Nick Frost and Simon Pegg from the Cornetto trilogy. So this is something that I know that they've been planning to do for a while. But basically, the, the, the synopsis is a team of part-time paranormal investigators use homemade gizmos to track the supernatural, sharing their adventures online. As their haunted stakeouts become more terrifying, they begin to uncover an unimaginable apocalyptic conspiracy. Ooh. So it's Spicy. And I've, I've only watched the first episode, first episode in a little bit, and it's really good. Nick Frost is the main character in this one, not Simon Pegg. So Nick Frost works for a company called Smile, which is like a like a like a Virgin Media sort of mm -hmm. Wi-Fi company. So he goes around and fixes it. And there's some really funny tropes that he kind of brings into it, how he, he finds himself having to go around to a lot of homes of old people because they're lonely and they're bored. And so they've always like clipped their cables and goes, Oh, it doesn't work. And so he's <laughs> and he's really sweet. And there's a character, there's a one of his one of his so there's uh, the actor's called Samson Kale but he plays the character Elton John his name is Elton John Brilliant. and there's a kind of joke to it but he's his kind of like uh, his he's the new almost apprentice that gets paired up with uh, Nick Frost's character called Gus and the two of them are just these cable repair guys who go around but in their part time they have a YouTube channel and they they make the uh, paranormal videos and stuff but it's really really funny and you've got Simon Pegg who plays the kind of their boss 
who doesn't really leave the the kind of boss the the kind of the the headquarters of this Wi-Fi company dist- installation unit, but he is very much read into what they're doing and kind of helps them with the whole paranormal thing. It's really funny actually. Uh, there's also a really great inclusion, Malcolm McDowell from A Clockwork Orange. Oh, so brilliant! He, so he's in it as well. So he plays Nick Frost's uh, guy, uh, character, Gus Roberts. I got a lot of time for Malcolm McDowell. He uh, yeah. he he kind of does anything. Yeah, he, he does. He turns I, up in a lot of things you don't expect him to, and yeah. he's always fantastic. And yeah, everything. he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, but it's it's really really funny, and it's really good. It's it's not your Edgar Wright style of comedy. It's very much more Paul esque nice. uh, than than it. But which is still great. I no, I like Paul. Auto. And it has that. You know what I'm talking about? That Amazon show kind of filter. You know, yeah, they all they all look fairly similar. Yeah, they all look very similar, and it is quite like that. And I think I know what it is. It's because it's it's if you look at it, there's a couple of scenes where it does this, where if the characters in the center, like I've noticed that Amazon films don't uh, don't move to the rule of thirds. So you know, if you split your screen into two lines uh, horizontal and two lines vertical, and you've got kind of nine boxes, and the idea being on a rule of thirds is that when in film so for example a really good example of this is in uh, there will be blood that whole film is filmed with with the rule of thirds in mind okay so that the characters are always ever so slightly off to the left or off to the right amazon shows i think the reason behind this is that they don't do that okay and the character that's on screen who's talking is always right in the center of the screen and right. around the outside is quite blurry and quite fuzzy and Interesting. That, that's what I've picked up on. And this program does that quite a lot in the kind of character to character scenes where they're talking to each other. Uh, but no, it's really good. It's really funny. And that is what I'm bringing. So Ted Lasso or Truth Seekers yeah. vote in. Only one can win. And the other one, neither of us will ever watch again. Even if we watch the first few episodes, I will never watch it again. In fact, right. every time someone says the loser of these two shows, I will throw my television out the window because I don't want it to be on there. Interesting. That's quite a that's quite a commitment. But you know it. We talked about this before the show started, and that's one can actually we'll check up on if you actually do it or not because we're yeah, in lockdown. I'll take a photo and put it on the socials of all the TVs oh. that are outside my window every time you went. What about Ted Lasso? Because I'm assuming that I'm going to win. Right. <laughs> Fair. I got two more little things. Right. Two Make more them little. Things. One's a little one. Right. Um, I was cycling past uh, Holborn the other week, the Library and Museum of the Freemasonry, and I'm pretty sure I saw the Batman being filmed there. Did you know? Yeah. See, I there was thought... a lot of film truck fans out there because I know they've been filming it in Brompton Cemetery, and they were also filming in Liverpool. Yeah, quite a lot of it, I think, is filmed in Liverpool. And also Glasgow. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Glasgow, they were in the Necropolis. The, the necropolis yes 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 that makes sense yeah so i think that there's been some filming inside Ooh. the yeah so a little a little spot that's a little one and the final other little one was we got a trailer for stardust did you watch this trailer i did watch the trailer it's another biopic it's a biopic it's jumping biopic. the bandwagon biopic biopic. Bio, biopic biopic right you can Choose which of the bios that you want. I'm going to go with biopic, actually. Well, you can choose it because that is your biopic and no one else made that decision for you. Fabulous, that bio fabulous. Yourself. Thanks for your validation. What do you think about this one? Well, you sent me the trailer before recording the podcast, so I've watched mm. it once. Mm. And I don't know. My initial, my initial thought is, oh, this is a bandwagon that has just been jumped on. Yeah, me too. We've we've ju- we've had Freddy. Yeah. 
Yeah. We've had Elton. Elton. The Never next been. logical choice is David Bowie. David Bowie. Like it really <laughs> is. Like if if you were to ask anyone before yeah. this movie existed who yeah, the next yeah. person was going to be. Yeah, exactly. It was always going to be David Bowie. Yeah. And and I'm fine with it if it's good, but if they've made a David Bowie biopic that purely for the sake of making one because people enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. Mm. That's not good. No. And do you know what I'm con- do you know what I'm worried about as well in this one? Yeah. Is that I don't think they've got the rights. I don't think they've got the rights for the music. Really? Yeah, I don't think they do. Can you tell me if there was if any of the songs were in the trailer? Because there wasn't any of it. I don't think no, I don't no. think. No. And I have a sneaky suspicion that what is happening, what's going to happen is that they're going to go, oh, and it's going to be like, he's going to start to write Ziggy Stardust and then it's going to cut to the next sequence. And everyone's going to go, that was amazing. And you're assuming that what's happened. And I've read somewhere that I don't think they've got the rights for the the music. Really? Yeah. So I think that if that's true, the nail is firmly in the coffin. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah. But I... Do you know who's made it? It looked a little jarring. It looked the whole thing looked a little bit. Ooh, who's made it? Oh, I was asking you. Oh no, let me have, let, let, let's have a quick gander right now. This is fresh hot. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll try not to bring the up the 2007 Stardust movie. Which I love that. Yeah, I love that movie. movie. It's got good music. We should do it. We should probably do that one there. So Johnny Johnny Flynn is playing David Bowie. Didn't think he looked that much like him. I'll be honest either. Difficult one to cast. Yeah, it's though. a difficult one. David Bowie's got very distinctive. Should have been, should have been um, Rami Malek again. Yeah, exactly. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, so it was. It's been directed by Gabriel Range. Yeah. I don't recognize any of the movies that Gabriel Range has done before. Actually, um, I, don't... I I I put to you that his name is Gabriel. 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 No, I asked him. I asked him before the oh, show okay, started. Interesting. So Gabriel's fine with it. Uh, I went the range. Yeah, because honestly, if we're going if we're going bandwagon and all that, I kind of want this to be Dexter Fletcher. And if <gasps> here you go, I found it. I found it in the trivia. Look at the first trivia on IMDb. The film was created without official permission from Bowie's family, and therefore Ooh. is not licensed to include any of his songs. How on earth do you do you do that? Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know, but this is not. Oh, I don't know. It's gonna have to be more of a drama, then, isn't it? It is gonna. It's gonna have to be. Are you gonna watch it? I mean, I'm probably gonna have to. Although I haven't watched either of the other two, which I'm sure will you'll tarnish Ooh, me for. It's not got. It's not got good reviews. Oh, is it out already? Is it? It is out already. Oh goodness. Oh no, it's four point one. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh well, oh dear. there was that. Yeah, there was that. <laughs> that, was, My that was our little review on Stardust, everyone. We <laughs> yeah, hope we just, like we just kind there. of groaned into the microphone for <laughs> half a second while we're both staring at IMDb. <laughs> I know it's quality <laughs> listening for our lovely audience. Uh, well, don't yeah, don't just say that we're not bringing you our, our honest opinions. That Absolutely. Was <laughs> My God. Alex, what do they have to do now? Got to go on to the Apple Podcast app, give us a cheeky little five star review, and well, rating, and perchance yeah. a review. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell us what you think. You can tell us your favourite movie. You can tell us your favourite movie soundtrack. We mm. love to see all of it. You can also find us on Spotify and wherever else 
you listen to your podcasts whatever you mm-hmm. like also tell a friend tell a friend yeah. to listen to us word of mouth is a really good way to help grow our audience which is something that we'd quite like to happen we also have an email address that people have been writing in and and you can too and callum will tell you the name of that that is motionspod at gmail.com we'd love to hear any of your thoughts or any of your lovely reviews um much like one that Sean has done. Sean put a lovely review on, which was uh, putting on socks and shoes is, is an early step towards independence for many kids, and it helps them learn self-help skill sequencing. Scrunch the sock up towards your toes, keep pulling the sock up and over your heel, continue to pull the sock up above your ankle, and your sock is now on. And, and I think that as a review, that's a lovely five-star review from Sean, and I think he really captured the essence of some of the music and movies that we've kind of talked about over the last couple of weeks. I I would agree. It's very profound. It is. And it's actually a really deep one because there's a double meaning to that. It's not just about the socks. Well, it's it's about, you're right. It's about the other sock as well. It's about the other sock as well, and yeah. that's the, that's the most important. That's the most important thing from that. So, thank you very much. We're we're on other socials, aren't we? Did you mention we are? The yes, we are on Instagram. You can find us there at motions underscore pod. And the Twitter didn't get off the ground, did it? We'll have to get that somewhere. No, no, Twitter didn't get off the ground, but that will get off the ground at some point. And we also have a Facebook page as well where we post our favourite songs from the upcoming films that we are talking about and other things that we think might be of interest or they're at least of interest to us. Now, speaking of which, the only last thing we need to do is to tell you what we're doing next week. And you know what we're doing next week. Anyone who's listened to the podcast for the last extended period of time will be able to work out what we're doing next week. And it's the last movie currently released. I'm going to do a belly drum roll like they did in Pitch Perfect. Of the DCEU, it's Birds of Prey or Uh, The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Quinn. Now I don't know what, and I don't know why you're sighing and having a huff because, like me, you wait. You've seen it. I've seen it. I've not. (laughs) Have you? When did you watch that? Do you look offended that I didn't see it with you? I didn't. Yes, I've not seen it. And do you know what? I bought it. I bought it on iTunes in a big bundle of DC movies because I thought we were doing it. We were watching them. We were watching them all together, and I have not watched it because I was waiting. Uh, I've not seen it, mate. Oh, you've not? Oh, thank God. (laughs) No, I have seen it. (laughs) Wait, which one is it? You, you you don't know. No, I don't. But one, but one of them is the answer. And I tell you what, right. the one that annoys you more—that's the answer. I'm not sure which one that is. I think I'm just. I think I'm just annoyed. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and we look forward for you guys to tune in next week when I wind him up even more about this one. No doubt. I'll speak to you soon, guys. Bye now. All right, guys. Ta ta. Yeah.